Chucky Bohm wrote, wrote the 24 under 24? You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best? Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f*** the prom queen. The best soccer show, the best soccer show in the whole world. Here we go, best soccer show, Jason Davis and Jared Dubois. We are live. It is Monday. I'm fired up. There's like stuff happening and things going on. You're fired up. I don't know. I'm always fired up. When I get to this show and I sit down in this chair, I don't open this microphone. I get to stare at you. That's from across the, same, the country. That's the same chair and the same microphone you use during the day. I know, but then I don't have the, the my lovely Skype window that shows Jared Dubois sitting in his... Oh, I heard you didn't have any lovely Skype windows no, today. No, today Skype just effed us. Effed us in the A, Jared. Mm, <laughs> Am I allowed man. to say that? This is a family program, right? Is that, That's probably... Well, you meant like fooled them in a... In a probes. They fooled you in April. That's what but you mean, something right? Something like that. Yeah. Skype was down yeah. all day. I'm very glad that Skype is not down right now because that means we get to do the best soccer show, which is my favorite. It's my favorite, Jared. It's my favorite. Yeah, you say that. No, it is. It's my favorite. All right. We got a lot to discuss on this program. Lots of soccer. A full MLS weekend. Several interesting results. We've got a, an Olympic qualifying roster from uh, Andreas Herzog. Andy. Our man, Andy. You know, oh, what, is he the coach now? I lose track. We've talked about this before. Were you not prepared? You're not paying attention. Uh, I guess so. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm. Are you? Are you like me? Are you spending? Are you paying far less attention to the U23 this time around because Caleb Porter's not coaching it? Huh. I think I'm paying less attention because I don't want to get hurt this time, Jared. It's it's just uh-huh. I'm, I'm 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 protecting myself. You He's know? broken your heart one too many times that year, Clinton. 2012 was not fun. You know, Caleb Porter took our kids to the Olympic qualifying tournament <clears throat> in the United States. It wasn't a difficult group. All they had to do was, you know, finish first or second in the Sean group. Sean Johnson had a rough night. Uh yes, he did. But that was on everybody. They lost to, to Canada in that tournament, Jared. That's the worst of worst. They lost to Canada. You know, and so this time around, you know, look, I, I think that they're talented enough. I do wonder. We'll get into it. I wonder where the goals are going to come from. And they don't have any fullbacks, just like the senior team. Where are the fullbacks? Nobody's got it. Well, at least here's the one thing you can say about this. For the first time ever in the United States soccer system, there is a consistent theme. At what, all no levels. fullbacks? No fullbacks. Yeah. Okay. Screw yeah. fullbacks. We don't, don't need them. We don't. And we don't. Or strikers. Uh, don't necessarily know who, know who our strikers are. Jordan Morris is in the. Well, we'll yeah, get see, into it's it. kind of unfair with Jordan, Jordan Morris is in there. You guess you know that's the guy you're going to be relying on. But a lot of these other guys, like, cool. I mean, I guess <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he knows more than I do. I mean, I'm not going to say just because I don't know who someone is that I, I'm not right. But uh, right, exactly. That's the other thing is learning who these guys are. Maybe this tournament gives us an opportunity. Everything kicks off on October first. We can go over that roster. I think. We should set the stage for callers because, again, lots in MLS to discuss. 347-756-6276. Should I do it? Should I go ahead? Should I go ahead and hit you in the gut right now, Jared? With what? With the LA Galaxy losing 3 nothing to RSL. Oh, dude, come on, man. With- there was a time to this afternoon where this show almost wasn't going to happen. I was like, oh, at least I don't have to talk about that. <laughs> and Steven Gerrard. Looking, looking raggedy, maybe because he went to London in the middle of the He's week. He's looked raggedy since day one. 
He had a couple of nice outings, but yeah, it's been a rough. He it's had been a rough. couple of decent spells. I mean, he hasn't looked good at all. Okay. Uh, you know, when you put your best lineup out there. He doesn't that, look like the top MLS rated player in FIFA 16. Oh, my God. Do you want to talk about that? Because, uh, yeah. yeah. Come on. Really? I, uh, is, he, is, this, is this in Legends mode or something? I, I, I don't know. And the thing about it is EA Sports is based in Vancouver. They're here. They're in this part of the world. They they don't have Canada's any not excuses. Really this part of the world. Yeah, they are. Come on, man. Okay. Don't don't be mean to our Canadian brethren. Uh, they make good bacon, even though it's not really bacon. I don't know what it is. What is it? Like ham, right? It's like ham. It, it, it's ham. There's like it's no ham. fat in it. It's ham. Roberto's on the line. What's up, Roberto? Hey, Jason. Hey, Jared. How are you guys tonight? We are doing what well. Uh, shame that you couldn't have soccer morning today. I know. It was a shame. It was indeed a shame. Too bad. Now you get to <laughs> say your piece on this show, Roberto. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was wondering if you heard the news about the the possible uh, merging of a North American and South American club uh, competition. Ah, you know you what? I, I, I forgot. Thank you for mentioning that because I forgot to put it on my outline. Jared, have you heard about this? Don't know it. Okay. It is essentially Champions League of the Americas. Well, watch out now. <laughs> so the guy, one of the individuals, I think his name is Silva. Involved in the Miami FC project, the NASL, oh, NASL team. I'm already worried. That's supposed to start next year. He owns a... He, he, he's formerly employee of Traffic? No, but he does stuff similar. He has his own company that does some stuff that's very similar I'm to what Traffic I'm already nervous. Does. He's got an idea, Jared, and his idea is a game changer. A terrible one. He thinks we should have a Champions League that spans the entire length uh, from... from Toronto, I guess that's the north. Montreal, all the way down to Tierra del Fuego. Like we gotta. We- I'm not mad at it. I'm just <laughs> saying that it would take more scheduling. I think more scheduling ability than any number of nations and federations could, could come together to do. Because if you're playing in this tournament, you can't do a midweek game. You can't. Or if you're going to do a midweek no. game, you can't do a weekend game. That's what they're talking about, though. Only midweek, because they're not going to get in the way of the league schedule. Then their domestic league has to give them the weekend off. You can't make that trip. That's a 15-hour well, flight. Okay, look. I imagine what they'll try to do. At 64 teams is the plan, okay? And imagine what they'll try to do is to group teams geographically. So more than likely, MLS teams would be grouped with Copa, uh, or sorry, Liga MX teams, maybe some Costa Rican teams, maybe some Honduran teams. So why not teams. just make the four finalists, or uh, I guess 64 teams is what they're trying to do, but why not just make the four finalists of the CONCACAF Champions League and the four finalists of Copa Libertadores play against each other? Because this tournament has to stand on its, on its own because you know why? Because, mm. because of the dollars, my friend. Because of the money. Okay, but what does okay? I, I get what the rest of the world kind of has to has to gain from this because here's the thing: everyone wants the U.S. dollar. Why, why is the Copa America Copa well, no, the, it's the just Gold stri- Cup it's just every cash. year? It's why just is the Gold Cold Cup every year in the United States? It's ca- no, I, that's what I'm, obviously this is about cash. He thinks that this tournament could worth, be worth five hundred million dollars in in uh, TV licensing fees. But what does MLS have to gain from that? The TV money? I guess that's the only thing. A share of the TV money? You know what MLS would have to gain from it? Or at least they, what they think they would have to gain from, from it is prestige. MLS is on this. They, they, are re, they are trying. They are so thirsty for prestige. They, just, they want to shortcut to our league matters, our teams matter, and we're playing in things that matter. And right now... MLS done playing crap that matters. I, I get that. But at the same time, is MLS ready for a tournament of this stature when they can't even beat Mexico in CONCACAF? Very tournament? good question. 
It's a very good question. Now I get it. They're, the league, the, the, this this tournament may be changing formats in the near future to a schedule that will finally be able to answer if MLS is as good as the Mexican teams when they're in their prime. But until that happens, I'm nervous that MLS is ready to play the uh, the, the, uh, the Boca Juniors of of the He's world, right. uh, the He's Sao right. Paulo's of the world. Uh, is MLS ready for that stage? And if we're already intimidated by Mexican atmospheres. Every time we play in this tournament, are we ready for Argentinian atmospheres? No. Are we ready for Brazilian atmospheres? Are we ready for no. some of those those rogue nations in the middle we don't even know how to pronounce? No. And, and you know what? Um, I imagine in order for this to come off, MLS would have to sign off. Liga Max would have to sign off. You know, obviously the top division in Costa Rica and, and a couple other nations in in the in the, Ameri- in the North America and Central America. Then you'd obviously have to have Colombia and Brazil, Argentina. Chile, um, so I can't. I don't think it can happen with it without MLS. But remember, it's not just about MLS either. Okay, so in that regard, I have a pick your poison for you regarding this topic. Would you rather see Don Garber and USSF pursue this route of trying to make a super Champions League extraordinaire, <laughs> or would you rather him pursue the route of making a tournament with the Premier League? Which has been rumored. Um, is there a gun to my head in this situation? Because that's oh, the other way absolutely. There's okay. a gun to your head. There's a gun to my head. The the uh, Anglo American Cup is a dumb idea, mm, but it is so white. It is so le- it is less invasive and less destructive and less distracting than Liga de Campeones. I'm going to also say it's an easier sell to the American viewership than Probably. the other. Probably. And I think that, you know, okay, the one thing you can say, and the guy's name is, uh, well, I did say it was Silva. What's his, what's his, what's his Something first? Brazilian Silva. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Trevor brings up a good point here. I don't think the CONCACAF Champions League is going anywhere. I don't think it's growing. I don't think it's going to get bigger. I don't think it's going to matter. I don't. I just don't, don't think, think it's going to matter. You don't think if a U.S. team won it a couple times, it might be bigger? No. I think it's too far behind the curve. It's too far behind... Uh, Champions League is too far behind Copa Libertadores. It's too far behind the Copa Sudamericana. It's behind so everything. So basically, MLS needs venture capital. MLS need yeah. MLS needs you know what MLS needs. MLS mm. MLS needs somebody to get them to the front of the line at the club to get them in the door. They got to grease a palm. They need somebody to put them on the list. That's what they, they want. Need to get they need to be friends with either someone an attractive female or. Get friends with a guy that's got tickets to the champagne room. You know, that's like, exactly it. MLS they, ain't, ain't getting to the front of the line on their own. No, MLS needs the man. The MLS needs the club owner's cousin to sign oh, to put him on the list. The play cousin. That's who he needs to get. That's what MLS needs. And I think they look. I, that's why this would be attractive. That's why the Anglo American uh, Cup is attractive to Don Garber because they are buying. They are essentially trading off of the name of the Premier League teams. To get their legitimacy, and here's okay. the here's the no here's the truth, and I'm gonna say this as bluntly as I possibly can. Okay, I I get why they might think that this is a good idea, but the only thing that's going to get MLS prestige is time. 
That's it. There's no recipe. But we can't. We can't wait for time, Jason. No, I know. Nobody wants to wait. Nobody's going to be patient. No one's going to say. I'll, I'll tell you another reason why I. If, once again, gun to my head, I would prefer the Anglo-American Cup as well. I'm going to call it the uh, the Pasty Cup. Okay. And it's I I I'm SPF 50 cup. FPS 50 cup. SPF 50 cup. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Right. Um, the UV cup. The Copper Tone uh, I'll, Cup. I'll, Copper Tone Cup. Right Copper tone cup. Yes, yeah, there you go. Um, I would go with that for another reason because I guarantee you the America combined super fragile cup, whatever there's going to be down, <laughs> down south, that is going to end up being on BN Sports or something buried, buried, buried. Yeah. FS2, you- I'm not going to be able to find it. And it's not going to get the, it's going to get plenty of money in other parts of the world and they'll get a share of it here. But I'm not even going to be able to well, watch okay. it. Let, the Anglo Cup, the Copper Tone Cup, is going to be on NBC Sports. I guarantee you that thing's going to be on a property that I can watch. ESPN, uh, I, I agree with NBC you. NBC Sports. I, Trevor does not. Silent, silent partner Trevor does not agree with you, but I do. That's I th- because he's the guy that's trying no, to find feeds okay. of Icelandic soccer on the weekend. I do think people will watch it. I, first of all, I think a Spanish language outlet would pick that up in a heartbeat. Okay. So that that would be a big boost, okay? And and maybe MLS buys in because but I still think it's unproven in the states that um that that Anglo Anglophiles will watch Spanish language television soccer in order to get the game they want. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's as proven as people think. I think we'll do it. I know I'll do it. I would prefer not to no, no, if it, I have a decent look, announcer this in is, English. This is the Superliga on steroids in a way. It would certainly get all of those all of those uh, Americans who watch Liga MX every weekend to watch a, a tournament that involves MLS. And maybe that helps the league. Maybe that gives the league some some juice. I mean, I see I see the wisdom I, I in that. I think the opposite. Some of these Colombian youngsters may be like, ooh, God, that's what I'm standing up for? Oh, man, I'm not going up there. No, come on. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's – no, come on. I, I think it's – I'm just I, – maybe I'm just not as sold on our product yet to put it in the shop window around South America when we have a track record of not performing outside of these borders. No, I, I agree with you on that front, but I think the competitive front and the commercial front are different things. And, and the, one of the other things that bothers me about this is that while the CONCACAF Champions League is essentially a nothing tournament, it essentially is a nothing tournament, and it's been a nothing tournament. And, it does have a okay, bid into the big one. I don't imagine that suddenly Boca and Sao Paulo and Corinthians and, and, and River Plate and Everybody else in South America, and I've only named teams from two countries, are going to stop caring about Copa Lib over whatever this thing is. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they're going to suddenly reprioritize. Now, maybe wait, wait, are you saying that? Uh, oh, so I I apologize. I'm misunderstanding. You're saying that these other Copa Libs and Tukanga Champions Leagues wouldn't go away? I don't know that. It doesn't say anything about that. I'm assuming that because I don't. Then it no. seems entirely repetitive. No. Okay, well, if you can find a way to team up with Condable and get them to bury Co- or, or fold Copa Lib into this, maybe. But Copa Lib's got history. You, they're just going to throw history out the window and say, okay, let's do Champions League Americas because that's that's the way of the future. I don't think that it, these it's, old... It's a big, big gamble for an established property like Copa Lib to to just be to throw away its history out the window. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Roberto, you've basically been the, the third member of, of Best Soccer Show for the whole time. What, <laughs> you got anything else? Um, firstly, I don't agree with this. I completely get your point of how you can't just break a tradition of a 55-year-old uh, tournament like the Copa Lib Secondly, MLS teams can't even win our, our own continental competition and haven't won any since 2000. 
how on earth are we going to compete with South America you know when I, we I, haven't even beaten South America? Here, here's where here's where I am. If I will totally sign up for this, I'll even say, you know what? Who gives a crap about the travel? Whatever, buy in, uh, jo- join up. If MLS says we're doubling the cap right now to try to compete in this tournament. That's the only way I'm cool with that. That wouldn't be enough. That still wouldn't be enough. No, I'm probably sorry, not. Probably wouldn't. not. But I'd be willing to take the hit in the competition to get MLS to improve the cap by 100. percent Let me let me ask you a question on that then, Jason. Is your idea to double the cap to expand roster depth or bring higher level players in? Both. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever you need to do to compete. It wouldn't be enough. Do you think simply doubling cap is enough to do both? Well, okay. You keep the DP rules in place. Now you're working with a $6 million, $7 million cap, $7 million cap, right, for everybody else. You can spread your money out a little bit more. You can bring in a couple more players at the $300,000 level. Um, I, I, I think it's a dangerous precedent, but it depends what kind of TV money the U- MLS I'll tell you right share now. Would, would, Look, would be. I'll tell you right now, doubling the cap puts MLS teams on equal footing. I'm not saying they beat them every time. But they put them on more equal footing with Copa. I'm sorry, with Liga MX. I keep doing that. Liga MX teams immediately. Because Liga uh, okay, MX, I, I get that, but it's not like Liga MX isn't also going to get this cash money in, no, in no, flux. Uh, so no, I mean, they're going to still have the same percentage that for, we're going to get. Forget pushing that. Forward. that. That's that's not what I'm. Okay, look if they if they spend if those there are clubs in in Liga MX who spend way more money than any MLS team can hope to, even with a doubling of the cap. Or yep. they spend it more across the board on their players, whereas we've got teams spending twenty million on you know uh, three players making sixteen, everybody or seventeen or eighteen, everybody else making. Yeah. Right. I'm saying I take the hit. I don't care about the tournament. I don't care about the performance. If MLS would double the cap, and again, it, for, for, I don't. I don't even know what Liga MX would do. And I'm not talking about money coming in from the tournament. I'm just saying in general, if they just decided in order to compete in this tournament on uh, on a more level footing or to to have a go at the Mexican teams, they would double the cap. I would say yes. I'll sign up tomorrow for this tournament. I would put, I would put one other thing out there. I said I would push any talks about doing something like this out another four years because I think four years from now, maybe three, I can't remember which it is, is when the Adidas kit deal runs out. Because if you that's something MLS signed up for and locked in a sum for a number of years, a multi-year contract. And I think if you're going to make this move, you need to align that when something like that is up because now your kits and your brand is going to be out in front of a lot more eyes and a lot more TV sets and your your value is higher at that point. So you know, I think if MLS is smart and they are going to go down one of these two paths eventually, yeah. time it with that because then you have your most leverage you could possibly have when negotiating your next deal. Let, let me say that I, while I don't know – that logistically, this makes a lot of sense. Why I think it would cause a lot of problems, a lot of scheduling issues. It would really tax MLS teams that are already travel more than anybody else, uh, for the most part. I mean, there are very few leagues that have as much travel. Russian league, maybe, um, and maybe not even that. There are a lot of teams on the on the eastern side of that country, or western side of that country. Excuse me. I, I if this would. If this was going to serve as sort of some sort of rocket boost, some sort of nitrous hit for the league, and it was like turbo the, boost, the cap, yeah, the cap's going to go way up. Uh, we're going to get a better marketing deal from Adidas or or Nike or Under Armour, whoever signs up. Uh, we get TV money that uh, you know, I don't know, double triples because of this marketing deal for this tournament. Then, then, then you do it. You have to do it because that you, it's about revenue. Roberto, go ahead. One in the last or three years of the tournament, talking more about financial uh, situations, only one Brazilian team 
or I guess two Brazilian teams have made it to the semifinals in the last two years. And you look at the financial advantages, Brazil are wiping over the floor of all the South American countries, even to Mexico and the United States. Mm. Yet they fail to do so on the pitch to even make it to a final. A lot of those Brazilian clubs have have problems and a lot of their biggest players get paid by sponsors directly. So I, I don't know that I agree with you on that entirely about the financial situation. But Roberto, I, I think, and this is the argument Trevor's making, so I'm kind of coming around to his side, which makes me feel very wrong. But I think it's about... You know, even if you even if you're not ultimately competitive right out of the gate, if it brings in revenue that you put back into the league, they, I have to be positive to putting that, that money back into the league. But if we're talking if that's about the sense, then yeah, but if you're going to compete with these big teams, the champions of each of the um, or not even the champions, these big teams of every uh, country in the um, in South America. I just, what about the other teams I, I, in, okay. in Central America? I, I just, what do they have? Well, I mean, what do you mean? What do they have? What, what do you mean? Like, you think that you think they're going to beat São Paulo in Brazil? I mean, I think that. Look, I think anybody that goes to Saprissa is going to find something out. You know what I'm saying? I think anybody going there doesn't matter who you are. You're going to have trouble yeah. at Saprissa. I think there are places like that. You go to Tegucigalpa. I mean, seriously, I think yeah. you, you'll ha- you'll have look how look how so many European teams folded in the heat of Brazil in the World Cup. I mean, yeah. it, it, it it does something. It, these guys, it's I, a I, different game. I will say that I that I, I I will agree with Trevor on this point as well. You don't avoid it because you're scared. You don't avoid it because you're scared. That's that's a well, that's you avoid a it because it might not be a good idea. That's you avoid it if it causes more problems than it creates benefits. That's so why you guys right now, we can't even get the international. Yeah, you guys will go out there and play La Bombonera sure. with seventy thousand going against. Good. Okay, look. Even if you lose three four nothing to 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 Boca. An MLS team playing a meaningful match at La Bombonera is huge. I, I'm sort of with Trevor all of a sudden. It's huge. Unless you get a good result. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. An MLS team on that stage with the confetti, with the scene that is La Bombonera, I think that just that image sells your league on, in a way that they've never been able to sell it before. Roberto. If it's 6-0, and if it they doesn't? win, they get more. I, I they don't, get more. Thanks, thanks for the call, Roberto. I, I, I think that, okay, look, 6-0, no, but I don't think they would. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's a line, but I don't know where it is. Four hundred one. You're on the air. Hey guys, I'm Edmund. What's going on, uh, Edmund? I have two questions. I'm Jared. Uh, MLS Cup pick. I'm Jason. And MLS MVP pick. Ooh. That's your two questions. Cup. Oh, those are questions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Cup. Cup pick, Jared. Right now. Cup pick. Go. Uh, did you say U.S. Open Cup or did you say MLS no, Cup? No, MLS Cup. MLS Cup. MLS Cup. I am going to go with L.A. I, it's just easy answer. It's uh, it, it it seems right if they can sort things out, but right now it, I'm starting to hesitate a little bit, but I still think they got the best chance. Okay, right this second, my MLS Cup pick is the New York Red Bulls. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. Yep, it is. They, they, they are the most complete team in the league right now. They are. God, that's are. like saying, oh, man. Oh, jeez. I mean... There's just no sexy in that. But I guess you're, sometimes you don't always marry for what do you sexy. Mean there's no sexy. Stability. No, no, no. No, do not give me West Coast bias. There's some sexy in the New York Red Bulls. Don't act like oh there's not. Oh, my God. That, we you? must have different versions of okay. sexy. You're that person that thinks like uh, like uh, close to Flockhart sexy. No, 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 no. You're the person that thinks that no. Claire Danes is sexy. No. Uh, no, if the answer is no, Jason, this is my point. You're you don't have no. a good sexy dar. Did you see the? Did you see that game in Portland they played this weekend? Okay, what was sexy about it though? Did you see uh, Felipe's Felipe Martins, goal? Felipe Martins had a great strike. Okay, they they play nice soccer. Don't act like they don't. I'm not saying they don't play nice soccer. So what's not sexy about it? And they're from New York. 
a jersey, but they're from New York. <laughs> the fact that you have to quantify that. Well, uh, look, okay. Tell me, tell me that a an MLS Cup final at Red Bull Arena. I don't care who the opponent is, but let's imagine that it's Seattle or LA, somebody like that. You're not telling me that that's one of the biggest events in the league's history. No, it is, but that's just because the stage is big. Okay, I'm not sure that's that the where the sexy comes great. from. Oh my god. You're such a hater. You, wait, you don't think that you wouldn't – I just wouldn't be as entertained as I would watching New York Revo, the New England Revolution play in the final. Hashtag Rodius hate. It's just all over you're, the place You're going right to sit there and tell me that New England Revolution is not a more entertaining 90 minutes to watch than New York Rebels. I'm saying that there are other elements that put them on par. Like, uh, yeah, the attacking talent for the Revs is great. Don't get me wrong. It's great, but – uh, you know, Lloyd Sam and, and Bradley Wright Phillips. And by the and way, Cleveland Martins New and Dax McCarty. New York and Sasha, last week. I know they did. And, and Sasha Kleschen. And you got those kids coming up the wings from the fullback positions. You got Matt Biazga. on point with New, with New England. Whatever. Whatever. Edmund, your other question was uh, MVP, right? I lost MVP. It's, yeah. it's, it's, MVP. Jo- it's Jovinko. There's no doubt. It's yeah, Jovinko. Man, but Jovinko, yeah, I would say Jovinko. Nakamara, I mean, he stuttered a little bit lately with his boot. injury. No, but, it's... The guy's got 19 goals and 14 assists. I mean, Kai Kamara's having a pretty dang good season, 20, too. Okay, he's got two more goals. 21. How many assists does Kai Kamara have? I don't recall. Probably uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of four or five. Uh, Edmund, are you, from, are you from Ohio, Edmund? No, I lived there for a couple of years, so I'm a <laughs> fan of the team. <laughs> All right, because you're wearing it on your sleeve. There is no argument against Jovinko. I'm sorry, there's not. Right, Not right now. Not based on what he's meant Thanks for the call, Edmund. What he's meant to Toronto. Without Jovinko, Toronto is not even close to the playoffs right now. They're seven points back, crying in their milk again. Yeah, I, I'm not sure they're making the playoffs without him right now. So no. that, 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 it's a pretty good pull. But that being said, Toronto's still in fifth place. I mean, they're not doing that great. No, no, no. I, I realize that they still have some work to do. I realize that. But they are not a very good team without Jovinko. I think the crew still wins. Here's the crazy games. thing. Is there even anyone close to an MVP candidate on Vancouver Whitecaps? That's just maybe no. the most complete team one that's of, out there. One of them, yeah. Yeah, defensively, they've been excellent. I mean, if you want to give it to somebody like Kendall Waston, I mean, or Pa Mudaka, who's been good. No, no, I'm not saying that. I am not saying that there's an MVP winner on Vancouver. I'm just no. saying that it says a lot about that team that there isn't. I'm just sort of, I'm just sort of like shocked that Pa Mudaka has had a good year for them. I mean, I was terrible at Portland. I Jesus, know. It was horrible a disaster. Portland. Uh, 301, you're on the air. Hey, it's Amir from D.C. What's going on, Amir? Um, so, first of all, there's no doubt. It's it's Seba. It's Seba Fiorinko. Must be MVP. What was that? I, why are you? There's no S. It's Jovinko. <laughs> Jovinko. It's Jovinko. Jovinko. Say Joe. Just say Joe. Don't, it's Joe. Okay. It's Joe. I was corrected. I did take like like a couple of months of Italian before I flunked out of college. So at least I got that part. The G and the I make the just sound. It's Jovinko. But how about this, though? Kai Kamara's needed 30 less shots to get two more goals. I realize the man Jovinko. takes a lot. I know the man takes a lot of shots. But look at the supporting cast, Jared. Look at the supporting cast. Tell me where some people would say that the amount of money spent in Toronto okay. which means he does have a good cast. You know better than that. You know better than I know that. Better. I know better than you that. Know I'm better just being than devil's that. advocate. Okay, but you know better than that. Tell me. Oh, I do. Tell me in my where, heart of hearts, I know better. Tell me where Sebastian Jovinko's Ethan Finley is. Brian, Michael Bradley. 
Really? <laughs> he's more of his Will Trap, I guess. He's more of his, yeah, he's more of his uh, Will Trap. Wait, no, I, yeah. listen, I'm, I'm, I'm playing a role right now, but it's Sebastian Giovinco. Yeah, it's Giovinco. No. I'm just trying to find someone to even make it close. And I don't know that that person exists. Mm. I, I would say right now for me, it's Jovinko, then Kamara, then probably Failhaber. I was just thinking Benny Failhaber, but I mean, here's here's yeah, my I would put here's Failhaber my there, I put Failhaber and Robbie Keane on pretty equal footing since Robbie Keane missed a lot of games this season. Yeah, but I take that away from him. I, I take ding him for that uh, for being for being injured. Yeah, it's yeah he it, you can, you don't get bonus. least valuable hamstring. You what? don't get you don't get extra credit because you were injured. You don't suddenly get. I do think that you look at fifteen goals on a lot less games played and value that to a certain extent. Okay, though. maybe. Maybe, but he's, he missed time. I think I can take. Here's oh, here's okay. a name that I don't think is going to get any votes whatsoever, and I'm not even sure I would vote for him. But I think that he me, he meets the criteria for most valuable in a lot of ways. Mm. And he, I, I'm sorry, you're gonna gonna claim I'm un, I'm being unsexy again, but is Dax McCarty? Is no, Dax McCarty. and I I don't I don't think I, I'm not gonna say because you know I got mad Dax McCarty love, mad Dax McCarty love. The hard thing about him and his position, it's always to be said. You can't quantify it the way you can these other, I would say, finish finishing players or like uh, the, the 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 playmakers, the the uh, goal scorers. Dax McCarty just can't be quantified the same way, and that's why he it's harder for players like that to get those votes. Ozzy Alonso should probably have an MVP at this point. You know, like it's there's certain guys out there with that they've had seasons like that, and it's been a really tough ask. It's just, I think Dax McCarty, if you play that position, you know you're doing it not for the fanfare. Right. Yep. Uh, Amir, let's do our weekly check-in. How you feeling about your boys? Black and red, black and red. This is, this, oh, God, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is what I got to say. I'm going to make bold prediction right here. Uh-oh. Stamp it. Uh-oh. DC are going to miss the playoffs. Oh, my God. Look, he's totally done a turn, Jared. That's they're 10 points above it, the cut. Isn't that okay. like the saddest I'm thing? At, I'm looking at the last games of the schedule, though. Right. Where is it? Right here. Okay. Last game. Montreal. Away. Not not a guarantee. Okay. New York City at home. Not a guarantee. They should Eastern win that Chicago game. Chicago at home. Okay, guarantee. <laughs> Away to Columbus. I just say we have no chance. <laughs> Okay, but it also matters what everybody else does. So you would need everybody else to like suck up a bunch of points to 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 pass up DC United. DC United is like a ninety nine percent chance of making the playoffs. They need they need three more points and they're mathematically in already. Yeah, I, I, New York has already clinched with three more points than them. Yeah, it's they're Amir. They're gonna be in the playoffs. Let's. I don't know when you went dark. When did it happen? <laughs> what happened? I oh god I. Don't know. It's it's just so sad. I just they'll they'll be just, okay. And you know what? They'll probably grind out something in the playoffs too. And I, I don't know where they're going to finish uh, in terms of of seeding, Jared. Like that matters, I think, for DC because mm-hmm. th- that's a team that could use the buy. But they're probably not going to get it now. I think it's probably going to be uh, New York, New England at the top, and or maybe even Columbus. They could they could go for a top seed as well. I mean, the the East is not as good as the West, but it's still. Like that top three or four, that's rough. I would. I'm fuming still about your MLS Cup pick. Can I go back to something <laughs> real quick? So are you telling me that the New York Red Bulls 
are better than all the teams in the Western Conference. Jay Rodius. In a one-off, better. They only have to beat one Western Conference team, and there's a good chance they could do it at home. So, uh, But you didn't ask my question. Are, do you think the, New York Red Bulls is better than the Western Conference? That has nothing to do with my pick for MLS Cup champion. I'm clarifying. <laughs> you consider? Um, I think the Red Bulls can go toe-to-toe with most of those teams. I would pick the, I would pick the Galaxy on a neutral venue, in a neutral venue, probably. Uh, definitely pick the Galaxy at StubHub Center. I would probably pick Vancouver. Um, See, this is what I'm talking about. I got your nickname now. Jason Jason Alley Cat Davis. Because all you do is sit on fences. I don't. All the time. I'm not sitting on fences. I picked the Red Bulls. You're the one coming yeah, at me. You had to quantify it, but like, oh, but in this scenario, I would do this. And in this scenario, wait, wait, I would do hold that. Hold on. Wait. Now I'm, getting, now I'm getting hate because I considered all the factors in play? No, because you sit on fences. I'm not sitting on a fence. The New York Red Bulls are my MLS Cup pick, uh, MLS Cup champion right now. Is there a drop out there about Alley Cat somehow? Like, that doesn't even make any. What like? I, uh, I, I want. I want Jason Davis with Paul Abdul. Oh, I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Someone with Photoshop skills. I need Jason Davis's head on the cat. From, uh, How am I uh, sitting on a fence? You, I'll ask, you I, I, I got, got asked. All right, I'm just gonna say you have a track record of fence sitting. I do not. I consider all of the Trevor? all of the. How am I sitting on a fence? If I okay, look. First of all, it's stupid to just flat out like say something and declare. All right, whatever, whatever. Uh, uh, Amir. <laughs> I just it gets you so riled up. No, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Amir, you got anything else? Yeah. Okay, I, I'll go back a little bit. I think they'll make the playoffs, maybe lower seed. <laughs> but what I see, honestly, I see D.C. as uh, Houston from like three years ago. Don't you think? Parallel? Wait, maybe? what? Wait, what was that? I, 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 no, 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 because Houston has a track record of turning it on when it counts. D.C. does not. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right, Amir. Feel, look, dude, right. just, just hang in there, okay? The playoffs are coming. I know it's not... I know it's not looking good right now. The playoffs are coming. Maybe something happens. Maybe something clicks. You don't know. Maybe they're going to grind it out. Maybe they're going to grind, grind it out. All right. I appreciate it, Amir. Thanks for the comment. Cheers. Three four seven seven five six six two seven six. Uh, we've talked. Uh, we touched on a bunch of MLS here just from those callers. Oh, by the way, I you wanna... like how I ducked that LA Galaxy part you had at the beginning. Totally ducked it. You did. I duck moved. It. I ducked and moved that so easily. You don't even remember. I didn't talk about. Well, it. Well, why would you bring it up now? Because I'll just now just. Because I just really at some point I should yeah. I should bite the bullet and All do right. it. Six one nine. You're on the air. Hey, what's up? It sucks, Joe. It's me and Enrique. What's up, man? Hey, uh, Bob. Basically, U twenty three is important. Uh, we had a Euro style with LA gotten beat that bad. Uh, the viewership is key for broadcasting. Uh, until then, Provel is going to be far, far away. I mean, that, that I mean, that, the argument has been going on soccer morning. We'll talk about other other shows, and I, I think I think until shows like yourself and others are on national TV, and and, and then uh, the culture of the football, the passion exists, then the, the this like uh, this continental pro rel can possibly exist. Uh, the Rebels, I think, do, do look sexy, and uh, I think the L.A. New York Rebels final will be awesome. I'm and, I'm uh, sort of rooting for that. Now you could call me, you could call me like a big market homer, and I'm not. I don't really have a rooting interest at all in in the Rebels winning or the Galaxy winning, Jared. But I sort of want to see that because 
I am, I do think MLS needs, you know, the juice whenever they can get it. And I think that that sort of game, especially at Red Bull Arena, I know in LA, the weather is beautiful and the people come out and, it, you know, whatever. But in New York, or at least in, you know, in Jersey with a full house of Red Bull fans in that building, the, the noise level, uh, sort of the, the fact that all that media is already based there in New York. I know there's a lot of mm-hmm. media in LA, but it's a different sort of thing. I think it could be big. I really do. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm selfish. I want to be able to drive to the game. But uh, it, there's, <laughs> I, I, I think New York is ready for its time. I think New York has waited for that moment for a long time. God knows the fan base there has waited for that time, moment for quite some time. And I would like to see, I think it would be good for the New York City, City Soccer Wars to have uh, a, a team that kind of pumped their chest. You know, the team has been there for a minute. And um, I, I wouldn't mind it. I really wouldn't. But um, at the same time, like I said, I don't know that the most entertaining final has New York Rebels in it. But I am okay with watching it and, and, and participating in that for the history aspect, for what new, what it means for New York, and for what it means about the stage MLS could be put upon. Uh, now, let me say this. I have been – I've managed to go to three consecutive MLS Cup finals by sheer luck and, and the – the charity of some people that helped me out, and uh, Jared uh, let me stay at his house in 2012. So, you know, I've been able to go to three cup finals, partly because... And somehow I had a, ch- a kid nine months later. Two... <laughs> two with of red them. hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with red hair. I don't have... Your, your beard, dude. My beard, beard, but my hair is not red. There's not actually a redhead in my family, you'll be shocked to know. There's none. Okay. The, the beard comes out red. The hair comes out brown. My brother's actually darker than anyway. Um, so two two cup finals in L.A. and one in the freezing ass cold of of Kansas, which you were not able to make. We were trying to get you out. Hey, there. Would you go back to that? I, you know, <laughs> I think I am willing to deal with that for an MLS Cup final, but that was uh, that was a crazy experience. I would prefer not to. It's not going to be five degrees in New York in in early December. It's not. It'll be twenty five degrees. Would you would you make that trip? What would it take for Jared Dubois to come east, go to a Jersey final in twenty five degree weather? Someone to pay for it. I can pay my money to go do that. I'm not paying my money for that. Uh, I, if I'm gonna pay my money, I'm gonna go someplace that is going to be pleasant. If someone's gonna pay for me to go out there, I'll go. There's no big there, deal. There are only let's see one, two. I guess I guess Texas in 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 December could be pleasant. I, I would throw Portland and Seattle in there. They're, 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 it's they're, not going to be nice in, in December in Seattle. No, 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 no. no. Here is my rationale: the two-hour plane flight and thus lower uh, fare cost offsets uh, the cold. Well, you would throw Vancouver in there too, right? I'll throw Vancouver in there, the, but it, I got to go through customs. That's not that's worse. Uh, yeah, you got to have a passport. Got to go through customs. Got to deal with all that. Yeah, but you know what? Vancouver was a badass city, man. I love me some Vancouver while I was there. Yeah, Enrique, you got anything else, man? I uh, yeah, one final question. Uh, one national player is an MVP candidate, and if it's if we don't have one in our own league, is that a problem? There's a lot of talk. So, all right, thanks, man. Well, it's it's fail harbor if you fail consider, Hopper, but he's you, not a national team player. Yeah, he's not because because Gurian Klinsman is ignoring him for some reason. Um. I mean, I just named McCarty, another guy not listed uh, in Klinsman's teams very often uh, or at all. Wondolowski uh, on 15 goals. He's an MVP candidate, right? No, of course not. Um, oh. Now, uh, you know, I, I don't know that that means anything. Does it mean anything? But, but it does mean something that the two names you just read 
are not even in the radar for the national team. Are we, you know, were we flipping out when Carlos Ruiz was winning MVPs? Like, was that a thing that bothered us? No, I don't think so. But I mean, you could say that Kobe Jones was there in that conversation too at that time. Yeah, I guess uh, you could say that uh, at that time Josh Wolf was it was a good striker in this league. Clint Mathis was at his peak at that time as well, around two thousand two, two thousand three. Hey, do you remember? Like, was it like a month ago that I went down the list of goal scorers in MLS and we had to go all the way down to Chris Rolfe before we got to an American? No, what? I didn't do that with me. Yeah, I did on the best soccer show. I definitely did that here. I totally did. I don't. That's wait, 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 wait. wait. Hold yeah. on, back up, because the the leading goal scorer in MLS is American. No, Kai. We just Kai Kamara is from Sierra Leone. He went to college here, but he's not. He's not American in the sense that he's not an American international. No, but are you talking all time scores? What are you talking? No, about? no, 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 no. This year. Goal scores oh, this, this year? year? No, it's, it's Wondolowski, and he's like I know, I know. He's got 15 now. But I, that's just that's why I'm mentioning it, because it feels like like it was only a couple weeks ago that it was Chris Wolf and he had nine. And it was like, oh, my God, we've we got no American goal scorers anymore. Oh, you're right. That was Rolf. That was, unless we just happened to miss Wondolowski since, that day. I don't think we did, though. Since, no, I don't think so. Since that time, Wondolowski must have added like seven goals, and Chris Rolf has added one because he's got 10. And Benny Fellow has got DC. 10. This is true. They're not, they're not really a goal scorer machine, are they? Eight, no, uh, the opposite of that. Three four seven seven five six six two seven six is your phone number. Let's uh, let me look at my the old outline here. It's Are got, you surprised that DC United is level on goal differential? Am I surprised? No. Why would I that thought for sure me? that number would be negative. They they don't give up a ton of goals. They don't give up a ton yeah, of goals. I they guess spend, there's yeah, just a lot of zero zeros and yeah, one zeros, one zeros and, and two like that. ones. That was their season until this point. They were winning games by one goal, so I, I'm not surprised at all. In fact, right now, you know, it wasn't that long ago we had a, a couple of teams in the negative that were in the playoff picture. Right now, only Portland and uh, Toronto are in the negative. Of course, D.C. United and Montreal. And level. Orlando's only one Columbus. point out with a negative 14. I mean, look at Columbus. They've scored 49 goals, which I think is tied for the league lead right now. There's a bunch it of teams is. on There's 49. There's three teams, I think, on 49. Four teams on 49. Four teams on 49 goals. New York, Columbus, Toronto, and L.A. They've also given up 49 goals. <laughs> you know what? Does it say something good or bad? Am I, if, if, you know, I've been talking up the Western Conference all season long. What does it say about three of the top four highest goal scoring teams are in the East? Does that mean I'm wrong about the sexiness of what's going on uh, in the West no. and what the, where the best teams are? Or is that a competition type of thing? That the East Coast plays the East Coast more often, so they score more goals at the top. Well, the bad, the bad, the worst. The defenses in the East are definitely worse across the board. I mean, for the most with exception part, of DC United, you, you've got yeah, you've and got, New York. You've got Toronto giving up goals, Columbus giving up goals, New York City giving up goals, Orlando giving up tons of goals. Meanwhile, yeah. there's there's not uh, there's only one team that has given up more than forty goals in the West, and that's Real, yeah, Real Salt, Lake. Salt Lake, where there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven, <laughs> seven out of ten, seven out of ten teams in the East have given up more than forty goals. So I, I, I think. It's a matter of the bad defenses in the East. All right. Do you want to talk about good old Frankie Yallop and the Chicago Fire? Or do you want to? Oh, yeah, I'd love to because right. I've been calling for that for a while. I think well, a lot of people have. Um, I imagine it's, it's a day of mild celebration in Fireland because something's changed. Because the, the ownership responded to their situation. It's been bad. Wait, 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 wait. The ownership did or the league did? Oh, you're going to throw the conspiracy at me because I brought I'm this up today. It's worth, it's worth noting that... Mr. Nelson Rodriguez, the wolf, 
I mean, he comes in. That's the fixer. Wait, did you just come up with that or did you hear me say it? I tweeted it like five hours ago. I said it this morning. I said he is he is Winston Wolf. Hold, hold. What time was my tweet? Hold, no, no, no. Hold. I am not letting you take this away from me. I did oh, that. On. I think I may have done it before your show this morning. I did it like at six this morning, I think. Hold. Wait. Okay, but no, I didn't see your tweet. I swear I didn't see your tweet. <laughs> you can say that, but if no, the timestamp matches, I, then I get to claim it. I said it right off the top of Soccer Morning this is like on Sirius XM. With a fedora on it all over no, again. I never I get not, my due in okay, this world. Look, look, we we okay, you know, two brilliant minds can come up with the same idea at the same time. It has it does happen. Oh, 12 hours ago okay you didn't have a 6 a.m show today no no but it doesn't matter it does it still doesn't mean that i that i that i what j- it jock- means that is that you bite my style oh my god <laughs> this, is, I'm, I'm, this is like the most contentious show we've done in a really <laughs> long time you know i'm messing with you i, I just know. listen i'm a chronic un ungetting doer i don't get my due I know consistently, I, 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 but I'm telling you, independent uh, because we are this because of we are this team. I'm not going to act like it's yeah. a novel. novel no, it's really, either, it's really not. It's really like I just like be. Obvious. I like it, but my motto is be first to unoriginality. Okay, so uh, we've established whether it's Jared Dubois, Jason Davis that came up with it. Nelson oh, Rodriguez Jared. is MLS's Winston Wolf. He is the fixer, but uh, it seems that way. I don't he know. He is, but did he really fix Chivas? No, he didn't. He just he just babysat Chivas. He did. He just babysat yeah. them. Um, he made sure they weren't going to hemorrhage money before they went. He's the Dubai. veterinarian with a soft touch as he puts a dog to sleep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, stroke it. Stroke it. Everything's going to be okay, boy. Um, that's not the situation here. Uh, I do think that it's it's possible the league had something to do with Nelson Rodriguez being hired. I do think, you know, even if it's not out and out, Hire Nelson Rodriguez. Do it now. You're in trouble. We're all in this. You know, we all have a stake in your team because it's single entity. I think that more than likely, you know, calls went around. That's what they do. That's what MLS does. They, they, MLS will suggest things in a very, in, in a very, I don't know, aggressive manner. In a very, hey, we really think, really think you should hire Nelson Rodriguez. And Trevor's pointing out Tim Bezbachenko went from the league office to Toronto FC. When they were a mess. I just lost Jared. I just lost you. No audio from that, Jared. That's because my kid was screaming in the background. And I muted it for oh, a second. Okay, there you go. I'm that guy that forgets to unmute. But, <laughs> but, what? Okay, yeah, maybe there's a few guys like this in the league. And this is obviously one of them. But it, it, I think it says something about the state of Chicago Fire that it wasn't just simply a coaching change. This needs to be a revamp. Yeah. Chicago needs to start over. I don't know if that means... I'm not talking rebrand or anything like that, but they got a clean house. And I I read somewhere recently where uh, it was a fan talking out there about the Chicago and asking for people's heads and talking about how they've let such talent go, like like Brendan Hannon, who's who their their media guy who left and went to L.A. That's a big loss for a team, you know that that's one of the better guys in the league leaving and obviously going to a bigger team. So that's one thing, but their talent is left Jeff Chicago Jeff and Crandall it's left in a few different ways. And I think it was actually who's the uh, hunter jumper? He's the one that was out there talking about this kind of stuff. And maybe that's the type of thing that tipped the boat on this because that guy lambasted the Chicago fire last week and granted there's probably some sour grapes there but it goes back to what we said when we talked about Jurgen Klinsmann last week someone has to speak up because it seems like the media in the the soccer media in the United States can't put pressure 
or it's not enough pressure, or no one listens or, or uh, appeals to the pressure put on by U.S. media. But when it's players, when it's people on the inside that speak out, you start to see action. So I'd like to see more of this and up to the national team level if possible. Mm-hmm. I don't like this game. Your men are brutish and their play is ugly. Except that's not the problem. It shouldn't be that way, right? I mean, Frank Gallup turned what could have been a fun team to watch into no, no, Frank it, Gallup. It, 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 why would they? They went from Frank Klopas to Frank Gallup. This is a team that that just asks for mediocrity. Yeah, they I pay know. for mediocrity. Why? There's guys. Jesse Marsh was on the table and you hire Frank Gallup. I mean, there's Preki was on the table. You hire Frank Yallop. Say what you will about Frankie. At least there'd be passion. Eric Winalda. Eric Winalda. If you just, yeah, if you want, talk about a guy that's got history with the Chicago Fire. I mean, he played for the team for God's sake. I mean, there's other options out there. I'm not saying every one of them's good, but Frank Yallop should only ever sign two year contracts. Mm-hmm. It's the only ones he would ever be able to see out. Yeah. We'll see what Rodriguez does. Right now, Brian Bliss is the interim manager, gets five games to see out the season. They'll hire somebody else. Was he else. the interim manager last time around, too? No, he, he did that job. That he did that job between Vorziha and uh, Berhalter. Oh, I at think. Columbus. Yeah. yeah. Was that, did it go from Vorziha? And he to, did well. He did well. He did well enough that his name was in contention down the straight. Yeah, I think he was, he was uh, in line for possibly getting that job full time and just uh, it didn't end up. Um, end up happening for him uh we'll, we'll, again we'll see what we'll see how this plays out i, I want chicago to be good Who, who's your chicago fire team coach who's your if you're chicago fire who are you going out there and getting are you getting that guy that needs a second chance like robert frazier got done dirty at chivas usa yeah, he did he did um i'd like to see robin frazier get a a second chance um I don't like it that that do you chivas go coach like the him. under 13 coach of the galaxy and go for like a mariso cienfuegos I, I didn't realize he was coaching U13s. That's pretty freaking amazing, by the way. Mauricio Cienfuegos yeah. is coaching your U13 team. By the way, I, badass. I actually want to get to something on uh, on the academy front for the Galaxy from that piece you mentioned. Ray, Ray from Milwaukee, you're on the air. Hey, you guys are talking about the Chicago Fire, and uh, I just think that it's an organization that's completely lost. Uh, you guys are absolutely right. And uh, that... Uh, for, you know, uh, I live in Milwaukee, which is, uh, I, I always say it's a suburb of uh, Chicago. Anyways, I could walk to the train station and I'm in downtown Chicago in, a, in, a, in an hour. Uh, but the fact is that the location of that stadium, I can't take a train down there. I got to drive down there. And it's in the middle of nowhere. You know, there's nothing else to do. But is the product even worth that? But they got to do that. They got to make the best of that bad situation. They're locked into Bridgeview for 30 years. They can't do anything about that. Make I mean, I, the product attractive. Right, and right. How do you go about making the product attractive? You got invest. You have fantastic. You, the Chicago Magic. You got a great youth system in Chicago already. Take over the magic. Make it your academy. Do something along those lines. I don't know what Start building is. local players. Uh, start building local talent. Yeah. And then stop spending your money on these DPs that are okay. terrible. This is what I want to know from Chicago Fire fans. And, Ray, considering you're in Milwaukee and maybe you'd make the trip if it was worth it, this is what I want to know. Are you willing to eat three years of no playoffs if you have a strong belief that there's an actual program in place and that they're building towards something and that they're going to get there eventually if they hired a guy like say i, I don't know mauricio cienfuegos or um uh 
Uh, who? who by the way, I only throw Steven Fuegos out there because it's different. No, it's, I know. It's the type I, I know. Of player he so, was. So you figure that's the way he would coach. Maybe maybe I throw Pecky in there. Obviously, a guy with some MLS experience. Um, yeah. There are some other names, you know, out there. Robin Frazier is one I, I I would sort of trust to help be that guy as well. Um, Richie you know, Richie uh, Williams. Richie Williams deserves another shot to be an MLS manager. So why not give him an opportunity? He's definitely a guy who knows how to work with young players. No, uh, I wouldn't. Uh, Chicago is the third largest city in the United States. They should be spending at the level of power and bringing in big name players like Los Angeles and. Uh, uh, New York, okay. in my personal opinion. All right, Ray. We got anything if else? You want me to go down there? Yep. If you want, yeah, okay, I, 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 too. You know what I'm saying? We don't get the games here in Milwaukee either. So I mean, it's extremely hard to watch even the closest team to us. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. television market, it's just, it's just not great. Yeah. You know, the schedule, the way it's set up. I think. Yeah, I think they get blacked out in Milwaukee. Thanks for the call, Ray. I think they get blacked out in Milwaukee, which is not cool for the fire games. Uh, even because I don't think they get like the local Chicago station that shows the fire. Um, speaking of of cities with not without MLS teams, certainly Milwaukee's one of them. There's an update on the expansion situation from Brian Strauss at SI.com. I just want to hit on this because Don Garber was in St. Paul today, Jared. To look at the site for the proposed stadium, they had tried something in Minneapolis. It didn't come together. I guess he's very thrilled with the St. Paul site, so we'll see if that happens. Um, the, I guess I had sort of, maybe I knew it and it just, whatever, it didn't click in my head. LAFC's not happening until 2018. I thought it was 2017, but obviously that uh, stadium they pushed a year back. They, they announced they that a while back. Okay, so, year. so that's 2018. But you're right, the original year was 2017. Or 2019. That's what Brian Strauss's story says. That it's twenty. If they get it right, it's worth the wait. To be honest with you, they're going to miss out on the Cristiano Ronaldo sweepstakes by staying that long. Though. Part of the thing is that MLS wants to bring their teams in in pairs to avoid having uneven, uh, an odd number league, and yeah, having scheduling issues there. So they're looking, they're looking for somebody to bring in with Atlanta because Atlanta's definitely coming in. At How much balls would it take if St. Paul named their team San Sao Paulo? <laughs> I don't even think the people of St. Paul would understand that. I think that would be badass. But first of all, I like the Saint concept that's and the Twin Portuguese, City concept. Though. You have some creative names, I yeah, think. The, they're Minnesota United FC. That's what they are, dude. That's okay, not changing. I get that, but if that's the case, does it does is there any difference in your mind between having a team in Minneapolis versus St. Paul? Minneapolis is the big name yeah, recognition yeah. of the two yeah but the, the hockey doesn't team, matter the hockey team plays in st paul did you know that i don't know the communities either just is there a friction in the community between the two cities no i don't think so i mean i don't think it's like that really it's just there's two cities right right next to each other i mean they just happen to be right next to each other i, I don't know okay. it's it's uh I, I don't know give me a give me an example it's uh LA i mean and, uh, let's look at san francisco and oakland sure it's like that Maybe. I don't know. I don't think it's like that in terms of socioeconomics. I think, I think San Francisco, San Franciscans, I don't know. Is that what did you say? Yeah, they probably go to Golden State Warrior games. Okay. Sure. I can see that. Yeah, sure. But they're, they're, they have hard lines between their football teams. I think, and their look, I think there's a snob factor between San Francisco and Oakland that maybe not. I don't and know the, if that's a player. The same, and St. Paul doesn't even get to claim any big major market team, they don't get to claim them as in the name. There's no the ah, St. Paul. But, this. but they always, that's why they always go with the, the state rather than the. The city. I think that's kind of dirty after they, they do Minnesota as the whole state because of that issue. It's Min- it's the Minnesota Twins, the Minnesota Wild, it's the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's not it's not Minneapolis Timberwolves. 
It's not St. Okay. Paul Timberwolves. It's maybe Timberwolves. I just it, I maybe I just expect inherent strife between okay. communities. I guess so. I don't know what's going on in California. You guys are like oh, fighting over water and stuff down there. Dude, it's we like, had to fight over like area codes it's too. Like, I mean, it's like a, I have to fight for my 909. It's like a post-apocalyptic world you down there. I can't be associated with Orange County. <laughs> um, so they're looking for somebody to pair up with uh with Atlanta. Minnesota United may start early and play in like the baseball stadium or the or the football yeah, stadium. They could be ready as an organization. I guess they'd be ready as a uh, infrastructure. But there, there's there's no clear cut candidates after Sacramento. We all know Sacramento's trying to line up the stuff. St. Louis doesn't have an owner right now, even though there's maybe a stadium idea building the NFL stadium with soccer in mind, the same way Atlanta's doing it. I hate that stuff, but whatever. Um, I don't mind it if the owner of the team is also the owner of the of the Rams, though. Okay. Uh, groups in Austin, Charlotte, Detroit, Indianapolis, Phoenix, and San Diego are among those that have expressed some level of interest. Nothing s- solidified there. Uh, I've also, heard this for 20 years. Yeah, there's also some NASL news in there as well. All right, so uh, I think we've hit on most of the stuff I wanted to cover today. We didn't get to all the MLS games. Sorry, we're just that's just a thing that's not going to happen every week. I did want to hit on this. You, uh, you Right before the show came on, right before it started, you had mentioned that Charlie Bowman had written a piece for MLSsoccer.com as part of the 24 under 24 situation. Chucky Boom Boom. There, he wrote a piece on the LA Galaxy Academy, which is among the best in the league, without a doubt. As you mentioned, you, you, you think he re- you think he wrote that the, that uh, the the title of that? What is the title? Cradle to Grave. Uh, yeah, probably. I like that. Yeah, but, uh, I oh wait, no, hold on. The one I just clicked on was Scott French. Are you talking about a different article? Oh, I thought you said Charlie wrote it. Oh, yeah. Scott oh, Charlie French. wrote a different 24. All right. 20, my my fault. This, this one is from Scott French, uh, L.A. soccer writing legend. Scott French. Mainstay. Yeah, mainstay. Here's, a, here's the money quote from Pete Vahanis. The reality of the situation is that we've had to hire security to keep agents away from our U18 training sessions. It's not necessarily to prevent our, our players from talking with agents. They will eventually when it's time, but it's to guard against their innocence. It's to guard against the fact that we believe in what we're doing from start to finish, and we want to see the, the we want to see these kids see it out. That's a, like mind blowing to me. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, it, I think that I don't think it's a well known. I don't think it's a secret that the Southern California is the place to look. In addition to St. Louis and uh, New Jersey, there's three big hotbeds in in I put America. Ta- I put North Texas in there as well, dude. I would, but I still think that those there's a tier two of those other three locations, and tier one is only Southern California. Southern California is the clear tier one in my mind, and maybe okay. that's because I'm too close to it. From your perspective, is no, it that it, way? it's probably true. It's it's and you know what? Part of it is it's the same thing that happens in baseball sometimes, where the kids who live in the locales where they can play year round, they're always the yeah. better teams. Florida, and there's no excuse for Florida not to be in the same conversation. Maybe, but Florida's got some cultural things that are very different that are that are at play well, there. Not just that, but I think there's a lot more intensity of other sports in Florida too. I mean, it's hard to participate to compete with football yeah, in Florida. Yeah, I think California, so. uh, you're not competing with football too. It's yeah, big, I, 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 well, I think I think Southern California is more um, uh, comfortable with its multicultural situation, whereas Florida, oh, absolutely, Florida is still kind of. St- like dealing with that and part of dealing with that is everybody's got to play football and, no matter and where it's, the, it's the mexican it's a mexican-american chicano relationship i mean too that 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 feel to it i mean it's a natural thing to play soccer in southern california it's a natural thing it's become that and in that that tier that i'm talking about that la is above that gap's going to get bigger because of what la is deciding to do 
with their with their academy system. And if other academies don't try to raise their bar to this same level, that gap's only going to get bigger. And it's going to manifest itself in terms of the players being signed and the money going into LA coffers and the players are able to sign. How many more Giassi Zardes are there, are there coming up? I mean, if they're able to make that kind of talent, this could get to a runaway scenario that people in this league don't want to see. And even I, as an LA fan, I don't want to see it either. Uh-huh. But I'd rather Someone everyone else raise their game talent. to compete. And I'm just not seeing that but across the board. unfortunately, this is Los Angeles. I need more than talent. I need stars. You think Andres Galan was invested in his academy? Um, I think he was invested in a lot of things that were kind of odd. <laughs> um, and by the way, it, people know I put this out there when Chucky Bone Bone put out that, that tweet the other day about talking about the, the guys that are in charge of the U.S. The, sorry, the Galaxy system. You got um, uh, uh, Jovan Karofsky. Um, you have yeah. Mauricio Cienfuegos at the 13s. Mike Munoz. A lot of people don't know about Mike Munoz. Mike Munoz is the, the steel of Chivas USA folding. When Chivas USA started going under, Mike Munoz was running one of the best development academies in the country at Chivas USA. And not only did LA get a lot of those players, they got Mike Munoz in that too. And they brought over one of the best academy guys out there. I want to say that they just signed up a couple other guys that were previously of Chivas USA. Like um, I know they signed a lot of players. I don't know how many. Uh, yeah, well, they also brought over um, what's Mike Dan Kalichman back in the day when he. That, yeah, um, I think he's he's moved on. I think he might be in Chicago or somewhere. I've seen his name as an assistant coach somewhere else. But I, I want to say that like Brian Kleiben, maybe. Yeah, Brian Kleiben. Yeah. Okay, so he and he's in Kleben, LA. Kleiben, I'm not sure. Yeah, whatever. He's in LA now. I mean, he's with the Galaxy now. Uh, and, and, and listen, and Chivas was one of the only company. Uh, they did a fantastic job of competing with the LA Galaxy in an area that you didn't really think they'd be able to. If one, there's one thing about Chivas USA that was working, it was their academy. Which only they goes, had fantastic products. Which only goes to highlight why on earth, duh, and or hello, did L- I, I look? I know you're three years, maybe four years away from getting your actual senior team on the field in your own building, but hire. You know, hire those coaches, put them in place, slap LAFC on. But them. is that doing the best thing for those players? What, what's what's their end game? You create maybe you you have uh, you work out a deal with MLS where if you've got kids that are ready to graduate, you find a place for them to play. Maybe you sign them. Maybe they go on loan to LA uh, to, to Los Dos. Maybe they go and play for uh, Sacramento Republic. Maybe you find I get, it, I get that for U 12s but a guy that's U sixteen, he ain't gonna wait around for that. I know he goes, he's going to LA. Okay, well, it's sort of like when they start a new high school. The like, yeah. like the seniors get to stay at the old high school for, for you know yeah. because that's where they've been. But everybody else, like from uh, sophomores on down, goes to the new high school. Uh, so you don't have a graduating class the first couple of years. Maybe that's what you do. Yeah. Maybe you say, okay, look, if you are if you're two years away from graduating, go ahead, sign up with the Galaxy or whoever you want. Because obviously, part of their goal is not only to become pro, but those kids also some of those kids are looking for scholarships. They're looking to be college players, right? That's part yeah. of that's part of the machine that we've got going on here. Then you By the say, way, Chuck, Chucky Bombom's article was on the um, the pro, former pros building a soccer okay, culture. Right, so he is, talked about a lot of these same guys in that piece that we just talked about right okay. now. And listen, I I think MLS is doing a fantastic job of integrating the former player into its future. We've seen it at the coaching level at the highest part. We're seeing it at the academies now with with these guys. Um, even luckily Escondarian, even not even MLS, but at uh, Cosmos uh, Academy, a lot of these guys are finding niches there. And I'm excited that that means that for a lot of these guys who probably wondered what their future was going to have, these guys early adopters to MLS, guys that were the founding people, I'm glad that they've found soft landing spots 
in these clubs and in, in these uh, structures because it was a tough, tough ask for these guys to really go play in this league early on. I think, so. yeah, I think you're right. I think that's um, those guys being able to be here, experience this, be part of it, feel ownership of it, then move on and be that generation that gets to teach the kids. Yeah, that, that's as important to the growth of MLS as almost anything else. As how much money you spend on players coming in, um, on you know, on stadiums, on any of that. This is almost as important. Getting guys like Pete Vahanis and um, you know, uh, Mauricio Cienfuegos and Kalikman and all of these. Danny Dicchio? Is, is he Academy? Is he like you know, TSC Academy. Academy? There you go. Uh, yeah. So um, it's good to see all of those guys. Giving back. Oh, Dickier was an original MLSer. He was only a TFC player. He's an original TFCer. Yeah, first ever goal in TFC history scored by Danny Dickio. All right, is that when all the was that when all the seats went flying? Yeah, that's when the seat cushions flew oh, on the field. It's one of my favorite things for people that are new to MLS. Just go go Google. And I mean, go into Man. YouTube and put TFC seat cushion, doesn't and it's just one of my favorite moments all time at MLS. Doesn't it feel like it just happened? It does, man. I feel like I feel like Alesco Eskandarian just spit out a Red Bull that's, yesterday. That so. was the same year. That David Beckham arrived in MLS. 2007. 2007. The same year. The same year there were 65,000 people at the old Giant Stadium. Were you blogging by 2007? I started the uh, winter of 2007. No, no, I started started winter of 2008. So it was a year Uh, later. I was was watching, but I wasn't writing Danny Dicchio, man, he converted you. I guess. Yep. All right. Anything else to before we wrap this up? I mean, I haven't even hit I one think of these. That's it, man. I think we're going to hit some bonus show, though. Yeah, we are. I haven't. Jay Rodius. I haven't hit one. Did you give me a reason? I've, I've been far too concise in my takes. Tonight. You've been far too aggressive towards me, my friend. <laughs> been trying to trying to take me down. Uh, hey, someone's got to do it. Flying crane kick to my noggin. All right. That's going to do it for us. Make sure you go to iTunes. I noticed something, Jared. What's that? We are no longer the best soccer show when it comes to iTunes ratings. I'm I'm a little surprised, a little shocked. Uh, we haven't pushed that in a while. Dude. I know. So this is what we ask people to do. It takes literally two seconds. You go to iTunes, you find our page. We'll even put a link on our on on Twitter. All you gotta do is click it, give us a rating, help us out. We we used to push this. We got to five hundred. Talk about how much you love the bonus show. Well, you don't have to write a review if you don't want to. That takes a little extra like, extra effort. I like the reviews. Though. I like reading. Them. I know you do. I know you. All right. That's going to do it. Uh, so iTunes ratings and reviews, uh, backheel.com, follow best soccer show. And, uh, you know, we don't have a, we don't have a separate account or anything, but we are hashtagging best, uh, b- um, best bonus show. This is what people have been using. So if you want to comment on anything we hit over there, best. Yeah. Bonus by the show. way, great feedback last week on your, uh, no every line movies. We had a lot of people give us some great submissions on there. Yes. Yes, we did. And I, um, I read the book, so we can. Yeah, we'll do oh, that okay, on the best cool. bonus show. So we're gonna do ben, ben, we're gonna do best soccer show book club after this. I think maybe maybe a little bit. I don't want to get too dry, too boring, but we'll figure something. My book's got to be boring. You know, the book's great, but people talking about a book is not really ever that interesting. It's not. Mm. All right, guys, see ya. I am Nick and Morrison and Paul Sandiskida. Danger Zone! Get to the chopper! Oh, it's incredible! Playing hot dogs and donuts with two fangirls in the locker room? Duh and or hello, duh and
and or hello. Get to the chopper! Michael fucking Arasco Fiscal! Jay Rodius.